Good morning, everybody. Now, I need you to tell me really quickly, someone out there listening, can you hear me? Because Tam and I could not hear each other. I mean, I could hear her, but she couldn't hear me. So Tanya, I see you out there. Could you just say, yeah, I hear you or no, I don't hear you. And hello, Tam. I see you talking. That is so weird because my audience can hear me. So do you have headsets? Maybe plug in a headset and see if that will work. I don't know why this right now, is a problem, though. I got nothing. And because I hear you perfectly. So <laughs> I know she's reading my oh list. Oh, my God. Every time. <laughs> Built-in camera, camera, audio. So Michelle is hearing both speaker, of us. Internal speakers. Rebecca Eigen, good morning to this. you. She, Try she it again, Janet. Okay, can you hear me now? No. I, got I still can't hear it. Um, well, okay. So maybe, I mean, if I go out, I don't know if it will stop. It will end the broadcast. Uh, so. hmm. Let me see. Did I unplug anything? Do try I have something muted? No. Hello. Hello. Try, try, your, try your headset. Nope. I just heard you. You heard me? I hear you now. You hear me now? I hear you now. Oh my God, that is so weird. You shook something loose that worked. I did. I shook my headset. Maybe yeah. there's a loose wire here or something. Yeah. yeah. But well, I wasn't wearing my headset at first. I. That's true. Right. I was not wearing my headset at all and you couldn't hear me. So anyway, good morning, Tam. And welcome to the you know what show I do. <laughs> that living astrology can be some mornings. Yeah. Oh, particularly when we're staring down the face of a Mercury retrograde. Oh my gosh. Yes. In Virgo, nonetheless. Well, it won't be in Virgo. It's actually in Libra. It'll be moving backwards to Virgo. So we're, but you're a leap. No, you're a Virgo Libra. Aren't you right there at that cusp? 29 That's, degrees Virgo. Right. So um, Mercury's already in Libra. Mm -hmm. And then ready to turn retrograde and we'll move backward into our favorite Virgo sign. Virgo sign, yes. Our favorite Virgo. So uh, Monique Alexander, good morning to you. Rebecca, thank you for joining us this morning. Michelle, good to see you. Awesome, Tanya, good to see you. And of course, Tam, it is always wonderful to have you with us. And Tam, for those of you who might not know or recognize her, is the author, creator of the Energy Almanac that has just been received in her hands for the 2023. Um, oh my God, how beautiful is that? Oh, so pretty. Yes. Now that'll be available for purchase starting in October. Is that correct? October 1st, we'll do pre-sale. Pre-sales. So tell us about pre-sales. How do, how do our audience of people get a hold of a pre-sale version? Pre-sale. So this means that you're going to order your book, but it will not be shipped until they're actually ready to be shipped. So you'll gotcha. buy October 1st through October 11th. I love those ones. Um, you can get the book for, get this, you're going to get this version, which is the coil bound, uh, mm -hmm. see the coils. Oh, nice. Plus the ebook for free. And I'm going to pay media mail shipping to you. So that has a value of $30. Actually, the ebook will sell for 23 and the media mail shipping is roughly 450. So yeah. I'm going to cover those costs for you. That's going to be the pre-sale from 10, one through 10, 11. And if you're not on my newsletter list, get that. Cause I'll definitely be talking a lot about it there. 
Awesome. And then you and I will meet again, probably, well, it looks like October 5th. So you and I will probably meet maybe the last week of September. Yes. So we can remind everybody once more mm-hmm. where to get it and how to get it. And yeah, the cover's beautiful. Christine Buckingham says it, it just looks stunning, colorful and bright and it's, it is colorful and the illustrations inside, you know how once a month there's always an illustration. They're Correct. similar to this in that there are trees, a tree doing a yoga pose 12 times during next year. <laughs> now open the front cover because I want everybody to see what's inside that cover. Uh, the next page, whatever, wherever my ad is. Oh, your ad isn't in here yet. Can oh, you- they sent me the sample and they didn't put anything in the inside except for the oh. first 10 pages. I had to write to the printer and say, um, <laughs> there, this is empty. <laughs> this is actually empty except for 12 pages. Like, so there's the, just to give you a taste it. test of it. <laughs> yeah. So they're sending me another one this week. I'm excited. Cause I'm going to use this for notes all year long. Like I'm, idea. I'm wicked excited about them goofing. <laughs> But it, it's so beautiful and I can't, I really am excited uh, because it's just getting better and better every year as, you yes. know, everyone involved gets more uh, used to writing and, you know, it, it's, it's just wonderful. So everybody that will be available here in the next month yes. and I'm looking forward to it. But today we are here to talk about the month of September yeah. and I can't even believe we're talking September. I heard school buses just a minute ago because today is the first day of school yes. uh, for uh, at least the district that my house is in. My grandkids don't start until tomorrow mm-hmm. and uh, that's still weird because we usually don't start until after Labor Day. Right. So this year it's a little bit different, but what the heck? It just reminds me. And guess what I did just to celebrate? What? I made a cup of coffee this morning with pumpkin spice in it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> As a nod to the autumn uh season that is, you know, being awesome. um, fast approaching uh us. And uh I just, you know, I don't know, maybe you experience this too, but you can always tell when the season is about to shift because the light changes. Oh, yes. And the light, I mean, because you and I are, you know, we're kind of around the same latitude. Mm -hmm. Um, So the light sometimes feels like it's coming in at a different angle than it does in the summertime. And it just, everything seems brighter and lighter. Um, That's just weird. What I'm noticing on over here is the long shadows. The long yes. shadows of fall are just my favorite. It was about two weeks ago in mid-August. I said to my husband, oh, the long shadows are back. Yay. The long shadows and the trees have already started to change colors. Yep, a little um, bit. Yep. Yeah, I have a lot of leaf fall already, but sometimes that's partly due because it's been dry. That's, that's our dry, dry season. And mm-hmm. so it's hard to tell, is it fall or is it that? But then it's dark in the morning when I get up again. And that's not so fun. But anyway, fall is upon us. And we always look to, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, we look to September as sort of that transition time between the fun and joy and games of summer and the more studious, serious nature of fall, even though it doesn't have to be serious. And this year, as I looked at September, I don't know, we're gonna, I'm going to give you a chance here in a minute to tell me what you think about September, but it really feels like it is a bridge between the craziness of the first six or eight months of the year and what will be kind of the crazy of the next 
four months of this year. I really love that word, the bridge. And actually, I think uh, I like taking on the idea of that that kind of thinking about September being a bridge into what's coming up for the fall. Um, the three words that the Energy Almanac picked for September of 2022 are contemplation, dissection, and restoration. And I do think um, I do think there's this opportunity for all of that this month with all the planets that are retrograde. You know, I'm a huge fan of the retrograde using of the retrogrades. So that contemplation and then the dissection with that Virgo analytical kind of thing. And like you, like you said last month, clarity of thought, which can be a very Virgo thing. Um, I, that really resonated with me. Clarity of thought and, you know, being able to dissect where you need to. and then. Um, restoring yourself yeah. doing the critical thinking and then resting and this morning i was listening to oh i don't know i can't even remember i think it was melanie hines i was listening to and she said she reminded me rest r-e-s-t mm -hmm. is are the first letters word of restoration you know resting is a very uh spiritual thing to do Resting is a big part of our spiritual growth. And so I think September is, I think September feels deeply spiritual to me. It, it does feel that way. And, you know, actually, when you look at the uh, overall astrology for this month, there isn't, there, are, there aren't banner things happening, like, with the exception of Mercury retrograde, that were happening at in other months of, of this year. So it does feel like that. And our first week of September, if you look at it through human design, is actually having that restoration as one of the key words, right? The sun at the gate 40 is called in quantum human design, the gate of restoration. Ah. And it really is about managing our energies so that we are not leading ourselves down the road to burnout, where we just keep going and going and going and ignoring the body's signs that it's tired or that it needs to eat um, or that it needs to sleep. So all of us could, you know, be um, learning this lesson of restoration uh, during this period of time. And, you know, I found myself this morning at 2 a.m. wide awake. I got up, wandered my house. Yes. Went back to bed and went, tried to go back to sleep thinking maybe I just needed a little bit of a stretch and I couldn't go back to sleep because my mind got activated. And mm -hmm. gosh darn it, when your mind gets activated, you can't shut it down sometimes. And that's not unusual for me, but it was unusual the way it happened because I wasn't particularly thinking about anything. I mean, right. except, yeah, it just, it just stuff was I coming just, up. You're, like, you're, the, you're the third person including me, same thing. I was literally awake from 2 or 2.30 until uh, 5 a.m. I went back to bed. I didn't get up. I didn't get up because there was a giant house spider in my living room, and I wasn't sure where in the bleep it was. And so I didn't want to go out there and be surprised. Again, you didn't hear my story on Monday where that Sunday morning I had woke up with a mouse at the foot of my bed that my cat had brought in. And then I went to take a shower and a giant spider dropped out of the towel onto my foot. No, no. Yes, yes, oh, yes. No. And then I did a load of laundry and it flooded my house, like <laughs> totally. And then the next day, which my listeners don't know about, so, so Monday, I went to take out the recycling after my show was over. I had told my husband, I'll take out the recycling. And there is a beheaded mouse on my deck. <laughs> And she was pregnant. 
I can oh. let you use your imagination as to how I knew that. Oh. And I'm like, what is the universe trying to tell me? What? I mean, come on. This was like two days of this barrage. But And then, of course, last night or yesterday morning, I woke up and there's the spider. Right. Uh, not in here. If she's in my living room. But I wasn't getting up in the middle of the night to wander into my living room. Because I, now as much as I don't, I, I'm not scared of spiders necessarily. But I swear there's something primal about seeing them in your own domain that can just set you on edge, even though typically I would catch it and release it. I was just like, oh, man. With you on that, just an FYI, like that spider, spiders are about creativity, right? Yeah. Well, what do you suppose the mainstream of my thoughts were when I woke up this morning at two o'clock? Uh, I don't know. But this? Creativity. What do I want to do this fall? How do I want to be, you know, what? I was thinking that maybe I'd bit off more than I could chew with all the things that I want to do and that maybe I need to scale things back. And then I'm like, no, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. Let me let me help you with September. It's all about contemplating, dissecting, and then <laughs> <laughs> take a deep breath and not overcommit indeed and sometimes I feel like I, I do that so naturally <laughs> I overcommit but uh anyway so the thing is though I want to be able to present things to people yeah. and, that are helpful and beneficial as we go into this crazy part of the season you know Mars is in Gemini yes. and he will be there until March 26th of 2023 or 27th something like that mm -hmm. and so we have a long-term action-oriented planet in a mind-oriented sign. Yeah. So we know that our minds are going to be active. We know that action might be a little bit like spinning our wheels at times. And right. uh, I was taking a look this morning at where Mars is in human design at the moment because it began in the gate eight, which is where we want to make a contribution to the world. Mm -hmm. And then quickly, the next day, I think it was moved into the gate 20, which is about having patience mm -hmm. and making sure our actions were in response to things that were showing up as opportunities or, you know, invitations in the outer world first, before we took action. Today, it actually moves off into the gate 16. These are all throat center gates. So it's all about what are we going to create? What are we going to manifest? Mm -hmm. And the gate 16 is the gate of enthusiasm, mm -hmm. where sometimes we can speak so enthusiastically about something and we get very excited about it. But mm -hmm. if there isn't a connection from the sacral, which is the action center in your human design, then it's often not able to come to fruition. I think maybe that's what I was feeling. It's like, okay, but you got to choose wisely. Yeah, choose wisely. I think that's good. And and yeah. what, a, what a good reminder about the, the Mars and Gemini for a long, for an extended period of time and how, like for me, that's worthy of a note in front of me, like about how to behave to temper that because I tend to run with things really quickly. So, yeah. Now today, let's see, Mercury is uh, at five degrees of Libra and on September 9th, Mercury will retrograde. I believe it's at nine uh, 855 of Libra mm -hmm. and we'll move backward into Virgo all the way back to the 24th degree of Virgo. Um, and that's where Venus is sitting today. 
so no venus i'm sorry is in leo um is the ascendant of this chart today is actually sitting there at that same degree and i was like well a rising sign is kind of giving us the personality of something so right. is it that there has to be some virgo critical thinking analyzing right. that the, water. Yeah. yeah before we actually take some action yeah. Ooh, nice. Hmm. Because when Mercury turns retrograde, of course, everything moves inward. Yes. And uh, at this point in time, we have six planets in retrograde. Yes. If you count Chiron, right? We have the five right. that we normally think of, but we also have Chiron in retrograde. And nobody changes to direct motion before Mercury goes retrograde. So then we'll have seven. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a lot of what bring September into that dissection, restoration, and what was the first word? Uh, contemplation. Contemplation. Yeah, it's a lot. It is. It's, it's a, a lot. lot of internalizing of information. Mm -hmm. And we have to remember, too, that Mercury is moving from an air sign, so mm -hmm. the intellect, thinking, the mind, and backward into an earth sign where it's practical down to earth expression of doingness of doing something. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a call for us to not just keep things relegated to the mind, mm -hmm. but to actually take action, you have to bring it into practical, you have to birth it like babies can't just stay in our in our bellies for mm -hmm. uh, the rest of, all of our lives, right? They have to be birthed. And so that's kind of also, we're at the cusp of a birth. It's Interesting that September is the ninth month. Nine months. Oh, good one. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So uh, are you excited about Mercury retrograde? Because I know you like retrogrades. I love retrogrades except for Mercury. I, they really do a number on, on my world. They really, really do. Um, I well, stick... he's going to cross your sun. Yeah. Well, um, so yeah, I'm not thrilled about it coming, but I always prepare. My husband is also a Virgo. His birthday is five days in front of mine. And so there's a lot of Virgo in our house and there's a lot of Mercury action. <laughs> and when retrogrades happen, it's happening for both of us, you know? Yep. And so we have to really pay hard attention. Yeah. So what house is the sun in, in your uh, astrology chart? Uh, my natal chart is uh, nine, uh, in whole house, ninth or eighth? Uh, ninth, probably. I think it's ninth. Yeah. So it's interesting that the first copy of something that you published came without all of the guts in it. <laughs> it just came with 12 pages. Good point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I never thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that could be a part of the retrograde is, you know, looking inward, making sure that not only you, but everybody else has all of their I's dotted and T's crossed and mm -hmm. that things go smoothly from there. What's your, um, what's your favorite thing about September this month? Is there any uh, aspect or transit that you're looking to? Yeah, I have eyes on September 11, 9-11. Of course, you know, in America, that's a big day now, unfortunately, mm -hmm. for unfortunate reasons, but uh, sun trine Uranus that day. So I'm, I'm curious, will something come um, on the global landscape? Uh, my own self will will there be i mean my son is conjunct uranus anyway so things are always changing in my world but you know what, <laughs> what revelation might happen that day i think will be really really interesting so i have my eyes on that i don't know if you want to add your two cents to that yeah actually um 
my daughter's having her bridal shower that day and it's a painting party. So oh. to me, when I look at Sun Trine Uranus, I often think about creativity that comes forth, yep. right? Kind of yep. easily, effortlessly, um, in a way that, you know, may, might surprise you. Yep. And it's a painting party. It's a paint and sip, right? So drinking wine and painting a picture. Yep. So I, I'm thinking that's a pretty good day for that. That's uh, yeah, and the moon will be in Aries, so it also adds some, you know, boldness to it, some, you know, interesting things. Uh, so I, I like that day. Um, I also am noting as we look through September, how many Mercury and Mars connections there are. There are far more Merc and Mars transits than there are any of the other planets. Okay. And, and partly that's because... Uh, of the time of year where we have, you know, well, lots of the, the transits uh, and things that are happening are related to Mercury and Mars. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, it's not that there aren't Venus ones, there are, but everyone I look at, Mercury conjunct Venus, Sun, oh, that's a different one. Uh, Mercury trine Pluto, Mars trine Saturn, Mercury yep. conjunct the Sun, yep. you know, so. <laughs> we have those two, I, my notes, same thing. It, there's a lot of action with those two, yep. Yeah, so it, it bears paying attention then in your own personal chart as to where are your natal Mars and Mercury's, mm -hmm. and then where is the natal or where is the transiting Mercury and Mars in your own personal chart? So you want to look at where Libra, Virgo, and Gemini is in your charts if you know your own personal charts. Mm. Pam Zaruba is saying she uses her book all the time. I know. I saw that. I can't comment from StreamYard, so I'm sorry. I wanted to say thank you for oh. loving your almanac. Boo hiss. I don't know why you can't. I have to keep Facebook open and StreamYard at the same time. And I don't always have the wherewithal to go <laughs> back and forth. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I should tell StreamYard every time at the end of a broadcast, it says, what could we do better? Yes. And so maybe I need to say that um, because I think it would be good for the guests to be able to converse with everyone as well. Uh, so, you know, Mercury is a personal planet and so is Mars. So mm -hmm. that's why we, you know, I'm emphasizing those two because they have personal ramifications for you or personal uh, aspecting going on where, you know, if it's a lot of Jupiter or Saturn, you know, those are transpersonal. And then of course, collective planets like Uranus and uh, Neptune and, and Pluto. Uh, don't really affect us personally. That's the bigger scale of, I mean, we do eventually get, you know, aspect or affected, but um, personal planets, when they have a, a very dominant presence, are worth paying attention to. And we do, we have Venus moving into Virgo as well early in this month, the fourth, I think it is. I think it's the fourth. I have that down too, the, talking about that and thinking about yeah. uh, the, the language we used in the almanac was economic refinement as one of the um, things that you can look at, you know, tweaking budgets and how you're spending or investing money, as well as, of course, bringing order and mm. beauty to your order. That might mean like a new shelving system for TT. I mean, for me, for Tam, sorry, my grandkids call me TT and I just slipped into that. <laughs> That's funny. My grandkids call my oldest daughter TT. Auntie, Auntie Heather is named TT. Oh, <laughs> I don't even know why, but she is. Maybe because Auntie, Auntie, TT. Yeah, so yeah, I'm TT yeah. and to my granddaughters. Uh, but yeah, new, you know, um, uh, 
what I'm trying to say, like beautifying where we are bringing order. So um, California closets might get a lot of business this month. (laughs) (laughs) As you try to organize and reorganize. And uh, Mm -hmm. that was so funny because when, when we had our flood in the house over this weekend, one of the things I noticed was that we had a lot of, you know, what in the closet that was receiving a lot of the water. And so my husband and I were in this mad dash to try to get, you know, a lot of the stuff out of there. It's like a, it's where our water heater is and our heater and it has extra space in it for storage. So we keep our extra supplies of coffee or, you know, his tools and things like that in there. And as I was looking at it, I'm like, why do we have all this coffee in like six different boxes? Why don't we just move it all into one, you know, bin or something? That if, if it floods again, it doesn't get wet. Yep. And uh, anyway, so things like that, you know, come to my attention. Also, I went into my closet this morning. I never did this summer take my summer clothes out. Oh, I my never God. did. <laughs> I never took them out. I just wore like, you know, shirts that are short sleeve that I might have worn, you know, in transition <laughs> weather. Okay. And I never, I never got it all. I mean, I had a couple of sundresses that I had left in my closet. So I'm like, why did I do that? Like, and now there's no point in taking them out because summer is over effectively for right. this part of the country. So I'm working on buying boots, jeans, and sweaters. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you know, that rule that says if you haven't worn it in a year, yes. you should probably let it go. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking I have a whole bin of clothing that I did not wear. So it, it gets us thinking about the clean out, the, the paring down, the simplifying. Yep. And that's a good activity for September based Uh, on everything and in terms of the astrology but just also kind of the overall focus of the month I agree with you a hundred percent the next thing I had my eye on was the 23rd of September and that's the day that Mercury in retrograde moves into Virgo yes I have so yeah so that can kind of give us this hallmark date Mm -hmm. at which the ideas and the imagination shifts into what am I going to do in the practical sense of uh, my creative process. Mm -hmm. And it's not that it has to happen in that moment, but that's kind of when I, when I see the uh, transition point where it becomes, you know, especially clear to us. And of course, you know, that's when the sun or the uh, planet Mercury is going to hit your sun. Right. So you'll be especially affected by um, what what is it that I do next, perhaps? And your birthday's right in there somewhere. Right. So, uh, yeah. What day? It's the 19th or 20th? 22. 22 on the day of the autumn equinox this year. So my guess is, yeah, when I pull up your chart, likely your birthday is actually going to fall on the 21st, Mm -hmm. uh, the solar return part of your birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, lots of things for us to think about, but also preparing to take action. I think that's another way that we can phrase the energy for September. Okay. <clears throat> because of your, see, to me, I, I see it as a more slow and inward month. And tell me, like, explain it to me again. Are you talking about the Mars portion? I yeah, I, I, I'm preparing for action, right? I'm, I'm preparing. Okay. I, I'm contempl- I've contemplated. I'm likely still dissecting. Mm-hmm. I'm likely, 
you know, in some, if I've done restoration, the rest part yep. um, earlier in the month, by the time we get to the 23rd, uh, we should be really primed for taking action and shifting into that action point. It's not necessarily the time to take action. I was say, yeah, uh, that's how we are preparing. Yeah. Okay. Right. So all of the back work, all of the, like, if you're going to, and this is one thing that I've been thinking of is I'm going to put out a new class about human design. And if I'm going to do that, this would be a great time to do all of the prep, right? So put together the videos maybe, or build the, the graphics, that kind of thing. So that the next step would be to present it, to yeah. bring it out. Yeah. So, you know, that last part of the month looks to me to be more like, let's build, let's get prepared to yeah. Yeah. Preparation. That's a good word, I think, for September, probably mm -hmm. years. But you're right. I can I can see now how you put that together. OK. Yeah. And, you know, most of the time, these things that we are sharing are kind of crapshoots anyway, because everybody's chart is so different. Yes. Right. And, yes. you know, someone like me who has Mercury retrograde by birth, mm -hmm. I'm much more naturally attuned to taking action while Mercury is retrograde. Oh. Then I am necessarily when he's not retrograde. It's just easier for me to do that. Okay. But those periods just before the retrograde and just after the retrograde play heck with my energy. So I have to, you know, I, I'm always very aware. Like right now I'm in that shadow mm. and this is disruptive and dissonance and all that for me. Mm -hmm. And then things will smooth out. So those actual three weeks from the 9th to I think it's October 2nd yes. are actually good times for me to be able to take action. Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah. And so if you are someone out there who has a, your own natal mercury retrograde, you might feel like sometimes you do better during the retrograde than you do at other times of the year. Sure. Yeah. So it's just something to be aware of. Mm -hmm. And uh, I also wanted to point out that there is another mercury retrograde this year. And it yeah. begins December 29th. Yeah. So it's really like the last few days of the year. Uh, but it will be all in the sign of Capricorn. So we're shifting from that, uh, moving from air to earth to being fully inside of a sign that will be an earth sign. Yes. So that's another indication that we're preparing to take action. Because mm. we're building something here, right? Capricorn, we're bringing form and structure to something. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Now, I just want to say to the people out there in the audience, if you have questions that you want to throw out to us about your own charts or about your understanding about how certain aspects work, please feel free to do that. I can see the questions. I think Tam can see the questions. I can see them, yes. Yeah, and uh, we would be happy to do that. We may not be able to have the time to take and look at your chart, but if you know that Mars is moving through Gemini in your, I don't know, third house, and you want to know, like, how's that going to affect me? we could likely answer that question. Uh, so is there anything else that, that caught your attention for the, the month of September? There is. Um, I was looking at, and this one, this one, there's so much to it. I was looking at the moon on the 25th, um, the moon in Libra. Mm -hmm. The new moon? The new moon, yeah, because mm -hmm. it's like opposite 
opposite Neptune conjunct Venus, trine Pluto and conjunct Mercury. I mean, there is so much going on in that moon and it's at two degrees Libra, which I love the two with Libra because two, you know, the coming together of two things, Libra loves relationship and love, Libra loves love. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> duality. There's also the two, the duality there, right? The two scales of justice, yep. right? Having yep. to be in balance. Yeah, that it is. That new moon does look pretty darn interesting because conjunctions of inner planets to the new moon affect us all personally. I it's going to be one of those moons where everybody's going to text me the next day and go, "What was that?" (laughs) (laughs) And if you're like me, you'll experience the "What was that?" just before. Like I never can quite trace what the heck is going on, Um, but then I know. Oh, now I know. Oh, because my people are going to start to experience these things. So I'm getting a heads up, if you will, by the universe. But I think when you have a new moon, you know, conjunctions are interesting because they're blending energies. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to tease out the each individual energies. But a new moon is always a time of starting something new, a new beginning, setting of intentions. And when you bring then Venus into that, and you bring Mercury into that, and then you set them in opposition to Jupiter, mm-hmm. it's a distinct possibility. Some things might be opening up mm-hmm. that um, make us feel, you know, very energized, and yet may also bring up the issues around those things. Because I, I've I've been talking to people about something that I'm I call deselection, and that is when we set an intention for something, let's say we decide that we want to set an intention for financial stability or financial health, let's just call it that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, we go through a process immediately and are on an energetic level of deselecting everything that is not in alignment with that intention. Deselection, right? Now, if you're Adam, if you've ever gone online and ordered a sandwich from like Subway or from someplace and they're asking you, do you want pickles? Do you want lettuce? And uh, the, it comes with these things, you know, deselect the things you don't want. So it's like a menu, right? right. So, so what do we have to deselect in order to have financial uh, stability or financial health? Mm-hmm. And then there's this period of time that happens between the deselection and the new selection, right? The intention was I want financial health. Mm-hmm. And and what does that look like for me? I don't know. Let's say, you know, $10,000 extra coming in each month. I'm making that up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, the next steps are the selections, right? What do I have to do now? What choices do I have to make? to move in that direction. And that piece of that part of time in between the deselection and the uh, reselection, if you will, or new selections is what we call dissonance. And that's the part where people are feeling like, I don't know what's going on. My life seems to crumble. Big bills come in because I've decided to have financial health. Yes. And so what am I going to do with that? So it looks very, um, uncomfortable and now you add conjunct planets like venus which brings in money love relationships and then you bring in mercury which brings in the mind and thinking and communication and uh, it's almost a well-rounded effect that everybody will be having yep i i follow all of that and uh the deselection and dissonance together um that's brilliant language again 
course, from the Gemini in the room. <laughs> um, that's brilliant language that's worth remembering. Like, uh, so I'm taking notes of everything we're talking about. And I I'll, love it. I'll send them to you for your group. Okay. Um, I'm going to write those words down because that's worth remembering, like, for the rest of your life. You're always deselecting and you're always going to have a period, even if it's for an hour of dissonance, might be a week or a month or six months. Um, but there's going to be a period where it's not registering in your brain what is what exactly has to happen or what steps you need to take or all of that. And you sometimes just need to roll with that. <laughs> exactly. You have to stick with it. You have to be able to stick with the dissonance. And you do that, of course, by continuing to make choices that are moving you in the direction of your intention. So yes. not letting yourself go backsliding into old behaviors Mm -hmm. But we may be very tempted to do that because dissonance is not comfortable. Right. Right. And those people who are fixed signs, so our Leo, Scorpios, Aquarians, and Taurians, they may be like, this is too uncomfortable. I want to go back. Um, you know, the mutable signs, they're like, going, oh, yeah, let's just keep moving. But even they can have issues, right? Because they're like, oh, I don't know where to change. I don't know what to do. Um, and the cardinal signs, they're used to initiating new actions. So it's possible the cardinal signs probably have the least um, uh, dissonance. Mm -hmm. But of course, we have a mixture of all those energies in our, our personal charts. So there we have it. Uh, I think I have a question from somebody. Mars is moving from my 12th into my first oh. and across my ascendant three mm -hmm. times. Yowza. Wow. Everything about myself and how I communicate is going to change. Well, here's what I would say about that, Tanya, is the 12th house where Mars is currently, apparently, in your, you must have a Placidus chart you're looking at, because otherwise, it would be everything happening in one house, not across an ascendant. But let's look at it across the ascendant, because a lot of people do use the Placidus house system. Mm -hmm. And what it sounds like to me is that you are observing the hidden language that you're using or the hidden thought processes that you go through that may be hindering you as opposed to helping you because this 12th house is the shadows, right? The, mm -hmm. the unconscious patterns that are holding sway in your life. And then when Mars crosses the ascendant, giving you a new outlook, a new communication style, a new thinking style, and then, you know, creating dissonance moving backwards then across the ascendant back into now I got to look a little bit deeper right what's that one phrase that I'm always using that really when you break it down isn't so helpful and changing that and then Mars moving back over the ascendant again so it is a process of you changing your languaging changing your thought processes to come out of the negative blocks fears shadow energies of the 12th into the light of the first house. Does that make sense? You can tell me in the chat. So I hope that helps to clear that up because that's definitely a good question. And, you know, a lot of people may have that going on in their chart where Mars will be moving across a planet, perhaps, in their chart. I don't, I don't end up having that happen. Even though I'm a Gemini, the only thing I have in Gemini is the sun. And it's beyond the retrograde as far as mars goes is 25 degrees my son's at 28 degrees okay. so i'm not worrying about that until much later in that whole cycle mm -hmm. but a lot of people who have planets in gemini earlier are going to be facing that kind if you have planets between uh 
8 and 25 degrees of Gemini, you're going to have some semblance of Mars moving over at once, retrograding and going back over it a second time, and then moving forward over it a third time. So interesting. That made me want to check. Like, <clears throat> I think my Chiron is in Gemini. Chiron and Aries in Gemini uh, in the third house. Hmm. So Chiron is in Gemini or Aries? Uh, sorry, uh, Gemini. Yes, it's transiting Aries. So Chiron and Gemini, then, uh, sure. at, if it's at a degree span within there, your Chiron is going to be uh, hit a few times. But you're beyond your Chiron return, right? I'm sorry. Holy moly. So I forgot when I, I used to use Placidus and I switched it over to Whole House. It's Pisces. My Chiron is actually in Pisces at 27 degrees retrograde. Huh. That's yeah, mine's in Pisces too. So we we're probably close in age enough. We are. Yep. So um yeah. So uh, so if Mar Mars is also going to aspect planets in your chart in mm -hmm. retrograde and in forward motion. So if you have say a 27 let's let's make it an, an earlier degree like if you had a 23 degree Piscean Chiron, Mars would square it a few times as he goes over it and yep. make, in in square. Right. right, challenging it. Yeah. So that's a little bit more detailed explanation that's, you know, more personalized. So I have, yeah. it's funny because I have a lot of people right now wanting their transit readings, right? And I would suggest that you get a transit reading from someone. It doesn't have to be me, but um, between now and uh, let's say mid-October, if you can, because that's going to help you really understand the impact of these planets that are dancing and being impacted with Mars over these next seven months. So there's that. Absolutely. And uh, uh, Sharon Little says, I'm here, late to the party. She's Hi, new Sharon. to me, so she might be part of your group. Yes, she is. Well, welcome, Sharon. It's good to see you out there this morning. Uh, so anyway, uh, again, if you guys have questions about that, uh, let us know. I, I want to turn now, unless you have something else you want to say about the, the chart. Go ahead. Uh, I want to talk about what's going on in human design because for once it's more interesting to me than the astrology is, <laughs> or, you know, they're always both interesting, but there's something really interesting happening from September 4th to September 9th. Okay. Now, you know, you know, the, you know, I, I know the audience might not know that the human design weeks do not run like the calendar, right? They're anywhere from five to six days long, sometimes seven, very rarely are these seven days long. And so we have a faster spin, if you will, of the energies that are presented to us, including the shadows and the gift energies that we go through. And so planets that might be say like Mars, that's in one sign for seven months, is actually gonna be transiting through, I think it was four or five different gates of your human design, which are personality points or trigger points in the design. Now, next week from the fourth through the ninth, we have both Uranus and Pluto going backwards. Mm -hmm. So, into signs or gates that they've already been into. So for example, Uranus right now today is at the gate 23, which we talked about uh, earlier in the month that was helping us to assimilate the new, right? To help us to simplify 
get clarity around what we what's really most important to us. And then because he is in retrograde, he moves backwards to the previous gate that he was in, which was the gate two. So a part of our simplification and our assimilating the new now becomes about allowing being receptive mm. to integrating that new, to seeing yourself as deserving and worthy of all of the largesse of the universe, right? That that you're the creator, mm -hmm. that you're not the victim of the universe, not letting you have what you want or whatever it is that you, you know, believe that's being withheld from you. That indeed, all you have to do is open yourself to receiving. Mm. So Uranus you know, awakens that part of us that sees ourselves as a part of the universe and not separate from it, mm. right? And he's been there for a while anyway. It was kind of surprising that he just moved for a couple of weeks into this other gate, giving us like a view to the future. Mm. And now he's moving us backward. Now, Pluto is also going backward. And this one scares me just a titch because this is taking us back to 2020 and 2021 energy where he sat at the gate 61, which is the gate that's in the middle of your head center. That's the top center of your um, a human design chart. And the 61 in the shadowy energy is psychosis, mm -hmm. right? And think of the madness that was going on in the lead up to the election cycle. I mean, we had that going on. We had coronavirus and all of the craziness that that brought out. We had different things going on with the Black Lives Matter and police brutality and uh, uh, uprisings, all kinds of, you know, crazy going on that Pluto was facilitating. <laughs> Thank you very much. Sure. And, you know, the gift in all of this, because the shadow can't exist without the gift, nor can the gift without the shadow, mm -hmm. is that we were up leveling ourselves to be in more awe and wonderment of what life is all about, mm -hmm. of what our connection is and how we can transform ourselves through these psychotic moments. Like when the whole of the world looks crazy, how do I maintain my own peace? Mm -hmm. So you're, you're, Pluto moving back on September 5th into this gate where he ends the year here, right, makes me wonder about the irrationality that we might see in the outer world, mm. uh, the psychotic things. Like when I use psychosis, I'm not talking about the mental dysfunction, although it can turn out that way, but yeah. it's more like our trying to get new results by doing the same old thing. Yeah. Right. And then expecting a new result, but like we're hitting our head up against the wall because we're not getting a new result. So, you know, in a way with retrograde planets and now this move of these two planets back into gates that are interestingly, I think they're kind of diametrically opposed <laughs> almost to one another. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what we are drawn back into, like what dramas are we drawn back into? Oh. Um I, I saw a news thing this morning, just quickly in passing, about uh, is it the FDA approved another uh, booster shot that addresses the Omicron version of the virus? Are we going to be in another position where we're scuffling again over getting having to have you know shots versus not getting shots and and right. all of that? Because that was a part of the whole yes psychosis in the first place mm -hmm. and so it's just you know it's worth being aware of because 
they these energies are dragging us backwards in time um, to fulfill, not to hurt us or anything, but to fulfill the new energetic statements of what those those energies were. So, right. So, again, a new selection process. Right. Deselection and selection. deselection because we have to select. We've selected to move right. forward. Yes. And uh, and all that looks like and we cannot control the world. Right. We cannot control anything outside of us right. except our own selves. So it becomes something that we have to be very aware of in our own lives. Like d- don't get caught up in the drama or mm. the trauma or get pulled into the he versus she kind of thing or the black versus white or the I was going to say the the political spectrum don't get caught in all of that try to stay in the middle you know have your own opinions yes but don't necessarily believe that just because someone else has a different opinion that they're somehow wrong it's a big thing it's it's make tea not war in 2022 (sighs) that's what it's all about Yes. Coming to the table peacefully, all those twos, all yes. those twos in the year, you know, that's what this is about. Um, I would like you to give me less than a sentence, just a few words to phrase okay. the Uranus, the Uranus in the gate that's between the fourth and the ninth. Give, like, make that a shorter sentence so I can understand it deeper. Be open to receiving all of the your good from the universe. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Or from people, from from the wider world, right? Don't don't turn your nose up to a free a gift from someone. Like the universe is ready to shower you with whatever it is that you are focusing your energies on. The two will tell us about that. Okay. And you know more than that, and I know now it's more than a sentence, but um, because it sits on the identity center, which is the center for love and direction in human design receiving and allowing open us up to a new direction Mm. right because it's and it's loving energy so and I know some people have problems with receiving yes they feel like they always have to be the one giving Mm -hmm. or doing there's even the energy of doing that can get caught up here because we feel like we have to do in order to be worthy to receive. I'm having a household thing. I'll be right back. Okay. (laughs) I heard a dog barking. Uh, So I hope everybody understands all of that. Awesome, Tanya, be open to abundance indeed. Christine says 61.4 is in Mars, Capricorn personality, connecting with half red and half black line Half red, black line to 24.3. South node Taurus design side. Anything to watch out for? Well, you're adding the energy of regeneration to what is already action in the mind that can take you into uh, places that are old patterns of thinking. You want to be you want to be ready and willing to go into the magic and the wonder and the awe of the things that are happening in the world, seeing the world with new eyes. Um, I think that's that's not necessarily something to watch out for unless you are viewing the world through um, old lenses, if that makes sense to you, right? If you're looking at it through old lenses. Now, the fourth 
line of the gate 61 is an interesting one because it's a foundational line and the foundation there christine might be where you're caught up in a pattern of thinking uh, of how you deal with um, things in a rational or irrational way um, so you might want to take a look at that because the 24 on the other end is the gate of rationality uh, in the traditional human design, but it's called the gate of blessings in quantum human design. So seeing the blessings in the things that are going on in your life rather than focusing in on the, oh, no, now what am I going to do aspects of it, staying in the wonder and the awe. I hope that's helpful. Oh, so. So it was a quick family drama thing going on or household drama. I'm, my my chimney is being cleaned right now. <laughs> <laughs> Preparing for winter. <laughs> I love it. Like tomorrow, uh, if I was on air, I would have an issue because the propane company is coming to switch out tanks tomorrow for me and my neighbor. And so I have to be here because when they switch them over, all of the gas goes out. Right. For me, that's heat and water. Right. I'm not using heat right now, so no big deal, but the pilot lights will go out. And the same thing for my neighbor's house. So I, someone had to be here and on call for them to be able to make sure everything goes over smoothly and we don't end up with an explosion. So we're all preparing for winter, I guess, is the yes. thing, right? Yes. So uh, anyway, so I wanted to bring that to people's attention. And then one other planet doesn't change right away. It changes uh, back uh, week five, which is September 21 through 26, and that will be Jupiter. And this is the most lovely aspect, I think, that I could ever think of for closing out 2022. And that is Jupiter moving into the gate 25, which is the gate of the love of spirit, also on the identity center. And one of the four gates of love that sit on the identity center. And this one being directly related to being in spirited, right? Being in spirited. And if we can all remember that in the midst of all of these things that might happen in our outer world as it looks maybe crazy, um, that it's all of spirit, right? And all a part of our evolution towards more and more love. So love energy is where Jupiter moves in. And Jupiter is a planet, of course, of growth and expansion. Right. So we want to expand more into love energy to seeing ourselves as divine beings. It makes me go, ha, 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 ha. I know that's, that's where it's, it's where the sun is in my soul, in my life purpose. So for me, I'm like, I'm already always in love with love. So to be able to bring more love. Yes. Yeah. I'm all for that. Sign me up. <laughs> yes. Makes for a nice sea, uh, Christmas season. Sharon Little says, and I agree to have Jupiter in the gate of the love of spirit. Mm, beautiful. Yeah, it could be a beautiful, beautiful thing. And as well, during that week, the earth is in that gate. So the whole earth, because we, we use earth in human design as a way to ground ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. To ground ourselves, to be able to move to the energy of the sun. Well, the sun will be at the gate 46, and that's being the embodiment in the physical, being embodied, living in your body mm -hmm. as a divine spirit, right? So we could be... It, it reminds me of us walking around as light beings, mm. right? Wouldn't that be so fun if everybody walked around in their light being self illuminated isn't that great? and saw everybody else in their world as light beings, right? As worthy of love and being, you know, 
I just feel like September 21st through 26th is that week. It's a course right across the fall equinox or the, uh, uh, what would that be? The spring equinox if you're in, you know, the Southern hemisphere where we have this shift of the season where we get the opportunity to bring more and more love into the, the conversation. And then the last week of the month begins this process of the sun moving through the spleen center, which is the time of year where all of our fears get triggered. So it's kind of, it's almost like a cosmic joke, right? First, that we have all this infusion of love. And then the next six weeks or eight weeks through the first week of November, the sun begins to take us on an adventure through all of the survival energies of the spleen. Mm -hmm. So all we have to remember literally is to apply more love to any situation that comes up that may create fear. Huh? How can I mute me? I can hear my. Oh, uh, I don't know how to mute you. Oh, shoot. You might have to do it on your, on your, are you on a laptop or something? Oh, I am. Oh my God. And it's, not so... that, it's not that loud. It's not? No, it sounds, it just sounds like a vacuum in the background. And now we don't hear it at all. So you're good. You're good. Oh, all right. Uh, sun through spleen equals ultraviolet light energy cleansing the spleen. Well, Sharon, this isn't the literal spleen. <laughs> um, it's not... Uh, it's not anatomically correct, but we call it the spleen in the human design uh, body chart because it's the it's the part of us that handles survival energies. It also handles our health and our um, access to intuition and instinct. So it reminds us to follow our instincts that our body wisdom was there first, right? That instinct came before the um, preponderance of our relying on the mind. Mm. So following our instincts um, will lead us to survive. But mm. I think it's more than that, because I think if we look at it as a hologram, that that center is all about success, mm. success and thriving as a human being living on the planet, doing what you love and being in love, being a loving being. Mm. Um and, the, and of course, the only thing we know of that cancels out fear is love, right? Right, Love. So that that takes a, an interesting spin on the month of September. Uh, and hopefully everybody understood everything that we were talking about. I don't see more questions coming in. That's a good thing. Wow. I yes. love it. I love yes. it. I'm, I'm excited about September and particularly restoration. And now, now that you've given us that human design bits with the dates, um, I'll be looking forward to the end of the month for that. Like that Jupiter piece, the love, the light. Um, Jupiter and earth, which means then that Jupiter is in a conjunction to the earth, Mm -hmm. which is also an opposition to the sun. Mm -hmm. So it really brings things into kind of, you know, wherever you're out of alignment with love, you're going to note it. You're going to find it fascinating stuff. I did take good notes and I will take a picture and post it in your comments. So, awesome. people, so people can see that. Um, so the, when I'm looking down, that's what I'm doing. I'm drawing and writing. Um, and yeah. she does this guys. She does this. Even when I do her readings, she's drawn out the whole thing and puts it on a board. She's 
not only a great artist, she's just so darn practical. <laughs> I am. And in the way she uses all of this inspiration energy, it's really awesome. Uh, so congratulations there, Tam. That's a good thing. And for us, of course, we get to win because it's Astro Inklings. Astro Inklings, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're going to meet again in the end of September on the 28th. Yeah, I think that's probably the better way to do it. Yeah. Um, would that be the, no, it would be. Is it a Wednesday? Yeah, it's a Wednesday, the 28th, the 28th. So we'll be there again and we can talk more about how to get the Energy Almanac again Yeah. and uh, more on the launch. And maybe you'll have a, a copy then that will be, you know, I will. finished. <laughs> I'm sure that I will have a complete copy. <laughs> uh, is there anything going on in your world that you want to share with the audience? Absolutely, yeah. there is. So September winds up um, Q3, quarter three. Mm -hmm. And so I will be doing what I call a planning party on uh, Monday, September 26th. And what I do is you bring your goals to the table. We do the practical planning part of how to attain a goal, but we also tie in the astrology and put specific actions on specific dates for Q4. So we'll be planning out October, November, and December on Monday the 26th. If you're not on my newsletter, just get on that newsletter. And I always talk about it in there. So that's choosebigchange.com to get on my newsletter. Okay, so let's do this. Choosebigchange.com. Got it. And so I just put that out there for everybody to see. Did I spell that right? Yes, I did. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. And so that's on a Monday, it looks like. What it is, is that? Yep. What time is it's that? It's 3 p.m. Eastern. So noon West Coast time. And is there a, a cost associated with that? Uh, that one is $40 to participate. It takes about two and a half hours. Wow. That's a that's a reasonable cost for yeah. that kind of support. Yeah. I love it. All right. So that's on the 26th yes. at 3 p.m. East Coast time. So, all right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Tam. It's always a pleasure to share our insights uh, from different perspectives. I love that. Um, take care. And uh, thanks to all of you out there in the audience who joined us this morning. And have a great day. Bye right. for now. Bye, everyone. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.